Good afternoon. I'm Rebecca Corral. Here's what's happening. Word of yet another possible fire safety power shutdown coming this week has Sonoma County officials looking for PG&E to do things better this time. As KCBS reporter Holly Kwan tells us, it's only been 10 days since some parts of the county got their lights back. Schools already have to make up for days lost during the last outage. Businesses are still tallying up lost revenue. Board of Supervisors President David Rabbits' preliminary estimates put the cost to the county alone at $1.3 million. That's paying for public works personnel to go out and place signs where signal lights went dark, coming up with the space for 170 essential personnel to keep working. They're really just putting all of this on the local governments. And, uh, you know, we didn't ask for this. Uh, they're doing it out of their own, uh, by their own decision. And the local taxpayers are taking the brunt of it. And uh, we really need to come up with a better solution. The county and the Chamber of Commerce are running their own respective surveys to measure the impact of the last outage so they can offer concrete numbers to state regulators. Meanwhile, Rabbit would like to see PG&E come up with a better way to communicate accurate up-to-the-minute outage information, including parameters and restoration estimates. Holly Kwan, KCBS. If there are more power shutoffs, PG&E says it has a plan to get the electricity turned back on faster for customers. KCBS's Matt Bigler with that part of the story. In the past, PG&E has waited until daybreak before crews could begin inspecting equipment in power shutoff areas. But this time around, the utility plans to work with other agencies to do those inspections at night as well. So we'd be able to use um, infrared technology and high-definition technology, which would allow our crews to potentially start inspections at night in areas where it's safe. PG&E spokesperson Megan McFarland says the faster inspections are done, the sooner power can be restored. She says they are also working to improve communication with elderly or disabled customers who might be affected by power shutoffs. If we can't get a hold of those customers, we actually send employees to knock on their doors and make sure that they're aware so that they have as much time as possible to, to prepare for being without power. The utility is also reinforcing its website and call centers to handle a much higher volume of visitors. You may remember during the last round of outages, PGE.com was unreliable because of the sheer number of people trying to get information. Matt Bigler. KCBS. A candidate for San Francisco mayor is being asked to take down campaign billboards. KCBS's Bob Butler joins us to report a number of elected leaders are calling the advertisements racist. Bob? Yeah, Rebecca, candidate Ellen Lee Zhao has placed a half dozen billboards around the city. This one at Doran Howard has the mayor declining in a short red dress holding a wad of money. Assemblymember David Chu. This is a vile and reprehensible political ad based in racism, misogyny, and sexism, and it has no place in the political discourse in San Francisco or anywhere in this country. Supervisor Valley Brown says it reminds her of a Jim Crow era cartoon that depict all people of color in positions of a power as corrupt. And it is wrong. You can't, you have to say that if you're a woman or people of color and you've actually succeeded, you did that on your own. You're successful. The Zhao is unapologetic. I believe Lantern Bird is racist. Racist against three uh, men, Caucasian men who is running for mayor right now because there's no debate. Yeah, she says that because there is no debate, she's calling that racist. These supervisors, elected leaders, uh, the Board of Equalization member of Malia Cohen, all say that this is racist and needs to be taken down. Bob Butler, KCBS. Thank you, Bob. 
California's legal system and some major institutions like the Catholic Church and the Boy Scouts are bracing for many more child sex assault cases under a new law that goes into effect January 1st. For the next three years, victims of any age will be able to sue for abuse suffered as a child, even if the statute of limitations has run out. After that, the law will extend the statute of limitations from age 26 to age 40.